I must say, Phil, as we start, I, I don't think I've seen those glasses on you before, and I'm, I'm struggling. Is it is it John Lennon you're a fan of, or Harry Potter? I don't know. Um, I, I've been called many things in my time, John. Um, I have about five or six pairs of glasses ah. spread around the house, and these were the ones that were in the lounge this morning. So um, I can't say any thought has gone into it. If they're not your pod flat, pod, podcast glasses. They, they are not, no, no. Good, good, because that's hard to say, obviously. <laughs> you, you almost did it, well done. Yeah, almost, yeah, almost. Hi there everyone and welcome to Wrestle Live. I want to say a, a quick welcome to people who watch us regularly or people who are new to our channel. Uh, and you're joining us midway into a podcast series uh, called Habitat. It's accompanying our Sunday morning teaching series, really exploring those kind of holy habits, those uh, spiritual practices that hone a life in God, uh, that cause us to come into his presence and, and be aware of his presence. Uh, on a more regular basis. Uh, so I'm thrilled today to have a good mate in ministry, uh, Phil. Phil's uh, pastor at Aiden uh, in Tonguinlice, which is only just really up the road, under a roundabout, uh, and you're there. Uh, and uh, Phil and I have got to know each other well uh, over the last couple of years. And uh, as I was thinking about this series, I thought it'd be great uh, for, for Phil to come and share some of his own um, inspirations, his own struggles, his own efforts in this journey. So Phil, it's great to have you with us. Well, thank you very much, John. It's a pleasure to join you and thank you for asking me. Um, so when you think about those things that really help you to stay in that place of the awareness that God is with you and uh, wanting to be in you and, and work through you, what are the things that you think have really helped you? Well, I, I think there are three things that I try and do as a discipline um, in order to keep me focused and centered on God and hearing God. Mm -hmm. um, I think the first one, John, is uh, Bible reading uh, mm -hmm. and the importance of that. And I think you know, I can probably explain how I do that as we go through. Yeah. Um, the second, of course, is prayer, the importance of having a conversation with God. Mm -hmm. um, and But with all conversations, it's keeping it fresh. I don't have the same conversation with my wife every day. I don't read from a script in order to talk to my wife. Mm -hmm. So I try not to read from a script when I talk to God, yeah. uh, keeping the relationship with him fresh and powerful. And the, the third area is reflection, looking back on what God has done and encouraging me for what lies ahead. So yeah. they are the three areas that I find helpful in the discipline of keeping myself focused and mm. in tune with God. Mm -hmm. So you, you're saying about um, Bible reading. Um, I, I know a lot of people would love to have a better relationship you know, with the scriptures, with, with the word of God. And a lot of people wonder, how, how do you do that in a way that is fresh and, and real? And, and so what does that look like for you? Well, for me, um, I always endeavour to read the whole Bible in a year. Um, mm -hmm. The Bible in a year is something that I have done for a number of years. Um, but I'm conscious that um, if you don't do it intentionally, um, it can slip. 
and you can lose track of where you are. Mm -hmm. So I found it helpful to, to use two study guides and I can show these to you now. Um, the first one is uh, this, which is cover to cover, the complete Bible in a year, but it's in chronological order. Mm -hmm. So it moves the books of the Bible around in order to give it an historical flow. Yeah. Um, and that I found very helpful because it helps me to see with the prophets jumping around in the in the Old Testament and and the Gospels alongside each other. Um, I'm I'm able to delve into, you know, where the Bibles cover the same uh, topic, as it were. Yeah. yeah now, that's yeah. the NIV um, and that's the Bible that I normally read. So that's that's been helpful. And then um, I finished that. It's always January to December. And I finished that on December the 31st. Mm. And on the 1st of January, I change to this, mm. which is the one year Bible. Um, and this is not in chronological order. This is a bit of the old, a bit of the new, a bit of Psalms and a bit of Proverbs. Mm. So it mixes it up again and it gives a real nice uh, freshness to yeah. to the scriptures. Yeah. Um, and this is in the, the, the New Living Translation, which mm. is deliberate because I wanted to challenge my reading not to be the same old translation, yeah. but to have a new focus, a new twist uh, on maybe some of the phrasing and the words used so that uh these two running side by side help me to keep it fresh they give it in daily portions they are dated so i know if i've slipped and i then do two readings to catch up yeah, uh, yeah. If, if i know that the following day is going to be manic i'll do two readings before that manic yes. day comes so that way it keeps me on track and it enables me to read the whole bible through the year mm. It, and, and there's two sort of interesting approaches that you mentioned there, either um, tracking the story from, from start to finish uh, with the first one, or the second sort of approach of taking a few bits of the Bible, um, old Psalms and, and new. Um, I, and I don't know how you feel, like, which one is more helpful, because, um, and, and perhaps mixing it up is, is the most helpful thing. Uh, but I know when we did uh, the Bible course, uh, a number of years ago uh, that recommends certain passages to read uh, and I know for that group when we got to the New Testament the Gospels it was almost a breath of fresh air because there's some heavy going isn't there in the, in the Old Testament um, so what what do you find better for you? Well if um, my preference and if I would advise anybody if they can't do the two to just pick one mm. my preference would be the one-year Bible because you start with a bit of old, uh, a bit of New Testament, Psalms and Proverbs, and that's repeated every day. Wow. And wow. you are going through an Old Testament book that is um, quite hard. Mm. Uh, the Levitical uh, requirements, yeah. And yeah. sacrifices, uh, yeah. or, you know, so, some of Jeremiah's prophecies can be quite heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You always then have a New Testament passage and a Psalm and a proverb so inevitably, instead of plowing through something that you're just getting through and mm. ticking the box, there's always something in the reading to bring variety. So that is the one that I think I find most helpful. Mm. But I do like the discipline of the uh, chronological order and yeah. just changing it up. So variety works for me. It doesn't work for everybody, but mm. I like variety in my life to keep things fresh.
Mm. And, and that variety as well with the translation, I thought, was interesting because, um, you know, as, as people who, who teach and preach the Bible on, on a regular basis, um, sometimes it's hard, isn't it, not to read the Bible for others constantly and trying to read it for yourself. And sometimes a fresh translation can, can help with that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I did really find that helpful. It was a when I bought it, I thought, oh, let's see how this works, uh, because I don't read the New Living Translation uh, regularly. Mm. But having the Bible in that has shed new light on certain passages and phrases, which, again, it's the freshness, you know, it, oh, I, I hadn't seen that before. And oh, that's interesting. And and some passages I'm thinking, oh, what a terrible translation. Yeah. <laughs> But, but it makes you think, you know, yeah. and, and that's yeah. that is helpful, I think. So um, that that's worked for me anyway. Mm, amazing. And then you spoke about um, prayer and wanting to not have that um, sort of routine, ritualistic sort of script based prayer. And you said, you know, when you talk to your wife, you don't say the same things. Uh, I was thinking about it. I think my wife does say um, things to me over and over again. <laughs> that's probably that's probably just me. But um, uh, what does that look like for you? Like, when do you pray and, and how do you pray? Um, I I don't have a set time for prayer, actually. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's morning, sometimes it's afternoon, sometimes it's evening. Um, again, that I think is more natural um, yes. because it... it but what I do is make sure that I have time for prayer. Um, and um, again, that might not work for people. They may need to have a designated hour, a designated time that they do it. And that's fine. We're all different. We're all individuals. For me, um, it's it's fitting it into the pattern of life, but making sure that it's 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 fitting in um, and also um, trying to keep variety. There are times when I will resort to a list of Lord, we need this. We the church needs this. I, you know, the family need this. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm not against prayer lists. I think no. they're important. Yeah. But I I don't pray them every day um, because um, if I turned up, you know, to a good friend and every day asked them for the same thing, yeah. it, it doesn't seem natural. And yeah. and so I know God wants us to ask. But yeah. I think he wants us to ask intelligently and in relationship with him. Mm. And so um, I, I do pray lists. Sometimes I put the lists aside and yeah. I just pray that the Lord would refresh me mm. and that the Lord would use me. Uh, prayers of dedication. Sometimes I will use my prayer time just in adoration of him mm. and, and, and praising him. And, and other times there'll be a combination of them all. Mm. where there'll be a pressing need uh but you know after i have praised and after i have reflected upon his glory and his goodness so um the important thing for me in prayer is that i am talking to my heavenly father yes. and there is a relationship and i must act as if that relationship is strong and that relationship is is is, is right uh, and of course it is mm. so i always endeavor to make my prayer life reflect uh my loving relationship with my heavenly father uh and it, it takes variety of forms there's not one right and there's not one wrong it's it's just that variety which again helps me to keep my relationship fresh with god yeah i, I like what you're saying there about um there are times when and seasons when uh, the, the list is the right thing you know yes. and that can be a real sort of boost to faith as you start to things off or, or see things happening 
Um, but I also like what you said about there are other times when it's different types of prayer. Uh, and sometimes I think we pray as if there is only one way to pray, and that might be the, the, the list, but just prayers of dedication, I, I love that, or praise, prayers of adoration. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's really helpful. It was interesting. In defense of lists, uh, my my dear late departed father, who was a very godly man, um, had a, a number of pressing things that were you know he needed God's help with, and he he made a list, and he would pray that list consistently. And at the top of the list, he had the verse: "Is anything too hard for the Lord?" Wow. And and uh, after a number of years, he called me and he showed me the list and said, "The Lord has done it all." Wow. And and I just, you know, it's a wonderful, um, you know, boost to our faith when we see yeah. that. And I'm I am a fan of lists, but I'm not I'm not a fan of lists where it takes over our yeah. love, our devotion and our dedication to God. Yeah. I think what I'm trying to share is that, you know, be normal, be natural, be a mm -hmm. child. You know, mm -hmm. he's your father. Uh, you know, enjoy the presence of God uh, and not just go to him uh, like, you know, he's a he's he's a heavenly bank manager and he's going to uh, release the funds or the things that you need. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, I think sometimes there's that passage, isn't there, that talks about bringing our prayers and petitions to God. Uh, and I wonder if we've misunderstood the word petition, like, you know, like a sometimes we have petitions today that they were people sign their names you need a long list and the more names on the list the more likely it is to, to have impact and um but jesus warns us against vain repetitions doesn't he or thinking that we're going to be heard because of our many words you know and um it, it's that sort of balance isn't it is that there, there are times when it is just right to say lord you've asked me you've invited me to, to share my deepest needs with you well here they are but it's that relationship of I'm sharing them with you. I'm not bringing you a list and presenting it with you know to you. Yes, kind of. yes that's yeah. right. And I think with Hezekiah, when the um, the letter that he received from yeah. the invading forces, it said he spread the letter before the Lord. Yeah, God yeah. can read. God, God knew. God knew what the letter said. But yeah. I just love the fact that uh, Hezekiah just put the letter down. Yeah. And then he said, Lord, you, you see their threats. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, sometimes we can put the list before the Lord yeah. and say, Lord, you know these needs, but I just want to say that I love you today. And I, I just want to give you my life today. Um, and I think that relationship is 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 a, a very helpful in de developing uh, a vibrant prayer life. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And then you said your third area was, was sort of more reflection. Yes, um, I don't do this uh, every day. I read my Bible and I pray every day. Um, they are the two disciplines that are daily. Um, but uh, I wouldn't call it a journal. Um, some people do journal what the Lord has said. Um, I, I keep a file on my computer of every every time where the Lord has given a significant prophetic word mm. or something significant has happened or an answer to prayer, which, you know, was just overwhelming and 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 just faith inspiring um and maybe weekly maybe monthly um i will intentionally go back to to those prophecies to those scriptures to those uh, milestones yeah yeah in my life where god showed up mm. and god showed himself god yeah, and yeah. and i will read through it and and that will be part of my devotions yeah. because I need to remind myself that, you know, God is faithful 
and mm. God has done wonderful and amazing things. Yeah. And so um, that time of reflection is something that I, I think is important for us as believers mm. to keep our relationship and our devotions to God fresh, mm. because it's very easy to forget. Um, and I just think sometimes to go back and say, Lord, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for saving me there. Thank you for for making a way for opening that door that nobody else could open. You know, thank you for that healing. Thank you for whatever it is. Mm. But it, it actually by reminding yourself of the greatness of God and what he's done, yeah. it inspires you to a more loving devotion of God. But mm. also knowing that today and tomorrow he has gone before and yeah. that you know, he yeah. is with us. And so um as I said, that's not something that I do daily, but potentially weekly or or maybe even monthly. It's it's something that I do at set times because that encourages and boosts my faith yeah. to see what God has done and then to go on from there. Yeah, and and you're so right. And I think this was like the purpose of the altars, wasn't it, in the Old Testament to to put down a marker to say, you know, this far the Lord has brought us, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it is that sort of confidence boost, isn't it? It was like, no, that seemed hopeless, but then yeah. God did, and this might seem hopeless, but God hasn't changed, you know. Well, yeah, I'm reading at the moment where Jacob, you know, in Bethel, set up stones, yeah. and you know, he poured wine on them and oil, and and those stones remained, you know, yeah. and every time he wandered or he passed or he was out in the fields or wherever he was, mm -hmm. that pile of stones reminded him that, you know, Bethel, the house of God, mm -hmm. that's that was where he encountered God. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I suppose it's as you rightly say, it's the modern equivalent of for us putting down those stones of God's provision and help and yeah. how what God has done. And then, of course, you know, that that reminds us and encourages us. Yeah. yeah. And what's interesting about that example and, and Hezekiah's that you mentioned earlier uh, was that they, they're both highly symbolic. There was a practical action. And I think sometimes we, we can be a bit nervous about sort of symbolism. You know, we think it's all going to be you know, inside and, and, and um, private and kind of spiritual. And, and yet those kind of practical things, keeping a list, uh, keeping a journal, um having a place they can be really significant as well definitely yes yes they can and very often in in prayer if if i'm carrying a burden that i find too heavy for me mm. i will symbolically present it before the lord you know yeah. with my open arms and say lord i cannot carry this i yeah. will you carry it for me yeah. and it's that sort of almost enacting out what yeah. I am doing. And I, yeah. I find that very liberating. Um, yeah. And it helps me to to almost see myself laying it down and just asking God to take it from me uh, or giving me the strength to carry what he wants me to carry and not what I think I should carry. Yes. Um, so, yeah. you know, these are little things and, you know, people may find them helpful or not, but it's, it's something that is helpful to me. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, thanks, Phil. That's been, that's been so great. I, I, I sense we could talk some more, but uh, we better <laughs> we better end the video. But um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing. It's been good to talk. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, John. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to having you. I think it's only you know, a number of Sundays time. You'll be here at at Bethel, the House of God. Yes. Uh, yes. So looking forward to that. Yeah.
I'm looking forward to it as well. You were uh, you came and preached at Aenon, and uh, the uh, the congregation loved your message, and and it was just a, a wonderful thing for you to come and share with us. So I hope I can come and be a blessing to you. Uh, and have you got preaching glasses, or will we have the podcast glasses? Or oh, there'll be different glasses. Yes, okay. yes. I, I have a, a preaching bag where I I put my my sermon notes and Bible in, and there's always a pair of glasses in there. They never it's leave that bag. Ah, yeah. So um, I I can't remember what style they are, but uh, I'm sure you'll be able to see them. Thanks ever so much, Phil. We'll see you soon. Okay, take care, my friend. God bless. bunged up today typically oh dear here we go i'm looking for sympathy (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry john i didn't give you enough sympathy did i (laughs) no 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 you didn't